Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everybody. Paul Marquis here from the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast Show. Today, we are on episode 85. Um, can't believe it's uh, we're getting closer to 100 all the time, and it's uh, just going by like a bolt of lightning. Um, today, I'd like to talk a little bit about the three most common signs of um, hip arthritis. Now, you know, it's northern Maine. The sun has finally come out. The, uh, you know, we've had about eight months of winter. It's Everybody's been inside, not moving a whole heck of a lot. But now that the sun's coming out, everybody's walking. Everybody's out trying to get a little exercise. And people are a little bit sore, a little bit stiff. And things are starting to kind of creep up on them. And uh, things are coming out of the woodwork. So um, we are now starting to see these people who may have a little bit of underlying hip arthritis. But it's really now starting to rear its ugly head. Um, so before we get started today, with three, the three most common signs uh, and a little discussion about hip arthritis, I'd like to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Hello and welcome back. So today we talk about hip arthritis. This is a very, very common presentation. I see tons and tons of this and I don't know if it's because of where I live and uh, we have a, a aging population, um, but uh, it's very common. And the thing that I see with hip arthritis is that it's often mistaken for something else, okay? Um, sometimes pain in the knee can come from hip arthritis or uh, people may have what they think is back pain, but it's referred pain from the hip. Uh, and I have had this discussion in, uh, in some of the other podcasts, but today we want to talk specifically about hip arthritis. Soon enough, we'll be uh, talking about other intra-articular hip issues that can cause similar signs and uh, symptoms uh, as hip arthritis. But so let's talk about the three most common um, signs. So number one, and I always like to ask patients this when I'm suspicious that they have hip arthritis. Do you have difficulty putting your shoes and socks on? And they'll say sometimes no. And then you'll say, okay, well, uh, take your shoe off. And then I want you to unlace it. And I want you to take your sock off. And I want you to put it back on for me. And um, in the show notes, I'm going to put a link of the very common presentation that somebody has when they're trying to put their shoes and socks on. So what they do is they take the knee and they push it out to the side and they essentially externally rotate the leg, the hip, so that they can bend their knee and get their foot closer to them rather than just be able to flex at the knee and the hip to get to their foot. So they have significant difficulty getting to their foot to put their shoes and socks on, okay? That's a very, very, very common complaint with people with hip arthritis. Now, you need to remember that if, you know, 
a 15 year old comes in and they have that problem, you're probably not thinking hip arthritis unless they have something unusual like juvenile rheumatoid arthritis or something like that. But you need to be thinking of maybe a labral tear or an FAI, a femoral acetabular impingement problem. But if somebody comes in and they're, you know, 60 years or older, you need to be thinking arthritis when they have that kind of presentation. So difficulty putting their shoes and socks on um, with and having poor quality when they do that is important. So I will have a link to a great video of a gentleman who has this. Um, number two, groin pain, especially when they're forward bending at the waist, okay? So when they're trying to put that shoe and sock on, or if they're just kind of bending over to try to pick something up off the floor, they get this pretty significant groin pain. Sometimes they'll get a little bit of lateral hip discomfort um, or posterolateral hip discomfort. They feel like it may be just going through um, both areas. Sometimes that SI joint will give them discomfort, but it's very common when you passively flex the hip, um, and you may internally rotate it a little bit, they'll get some groin discomfort. Okay. That's very common. So rule out the soft tissue stuff. So do selective tissue tension, uh, testing for the hip flexor, you know, resist hip flexion and stretch it and see if that's painful. Um, but if they have a difficult time, um, you know, flexing and they have pain in the groin, that's a very common sign of hip arthritis. So that's the second, uh, sign that I look at. Um, number three, loss of passive hip internal rotation and flexion okay so you flex the knee you you flex the hip with the knee flexed and once you get to about 90 degrees of hip flexion if they get a little snug they get a little bit of groin pain um you passively internally rotate that and that usually aggravates it or makes it a little bit worse that is a very, very common sign of hip arthritis. So uh, more of a loss of hip internal rotation than external rotation and more of a loss of flexion and extension are usually the common signs. So oftentimes you can ask them these questions. Um, you know, do you have a hard time putting your shoes and socks on? Do you have groin pain? Um, and do you cross your legs? Okay, even, even hip adduction is limited. So what I always tell people, especially young therapists who, who know what the hip precautions are for somebody who has a posterolateral hip replacement, the precautions are avoid hip flexion past 90 degrees, avoid hip internal rotation, and avoid adduction past zero. Okay. Well, if they haven't had a hip replacement and they have a restriction in all three of those, then that's a very classic sign of hip arthritis. So if you know those restrictions and a patient can't get into those positions pre-hip arthroplasty, then that's a pretty good sign they've got the arthritis. So there are other signs that people may have um, hip arthritis, but those are really um, the, the three biggest ones. If I were to throw a fourth one in there, it's the lack of hip extension in the terminal stance phase of gait. So when they are trying to extend their hip behind them, when they are walking, um, and that hip kind of that pelvis on that same side hitches, and the pelvis goes into an anterior pelvic tilt, and the leg does not extend past the body very well, um, that's also a very positive sign of hip arthritis. And so um, they will have some some generalized um, femoral acetabular limitation there as a, as a result of the hip arthritis. 
So I'm not going to talk about treatment of hip arthritis. We're just going to talk about identifying it today. Um, and then in another um, episode, we'll probably talk about how do we manage these hip intraarticular hip problems. So folks, if you have any questions regarding hip arthritis, please contact me at orthoevalpal.com. Again, stoked that you're all listening to this. Um, and I've had some great response recently uh, from a ton of folks um, talking about how they're enjoying the podcast. And um, some it's interesting because some folks are saying, well, I, I'm starting at episodes zero and I'm working my way up. And I apologize for all those of you who are um, listening to the first couple episodes and they're like, oh my gosh, what a rookie. Um, and uh, I guess as we do more of these, we get a little more comfortable with it. And, um, you know, as we do CME lectures and talks and, um, you know, once you've seen a thousand uh, hip arthritis patients, you get a little comfortable with it and it becomes really easy to identify. And um, so it makes our evaluation uh, time really a lot quicker and uh, and our treatment uh, ability and our recommendations a lot more uh, efficient. So um, again, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, contact me at orthoevalpal.com. Go to our Get in Touch page, shoot some questions, comments. Um, if you are on iTunes, please give us a rating or review. And if you happen to watch our podcasts uh, because you want to see this ugly mug of mine while I'm talking uh, on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and uh, subscribe to our channel. We have, uh, we're hitting very near 300 videos um, regarding uh, different patients with different problems. So uh, make sure you uh, connect so you can get all the content. I want everybody to have a great day and best of luck with uh, evaluating your hip arthritis patients. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.